Hey friend, welcome to But What If You Did. I'm your host, Allison. I'm a life coach, podcaster, and most importantly, a cat mom. On this podcast, we talk about the messy middle in life transition. As a generation, there is so much millennials were conditioned to not talk about, and the messy middle was definitely one of those things. So I'm breaking down the walls, doing things a little bit non-traditional, and having raw, vulnerable conversations with some of my closest friends. I interview personal development experts and wellness advocates to show you what's possible and help you build your toolkit so that you too can live a meaningful life on your terms. Ready to dive into today's conversation? I promise it's going to be epic. Hey friends, so we will get right to today's conversation in just a minute, but because it's such a raw and vulnerable episode, I didn't want to interrupt to remind you that Gut Personal is the sponsor for today's episode. Gut Personal is the first line of personalized gut supplements that allow you to create a customized protocol to address your symptoms, support your healing, and optimize your gut health. It's founded by registered dietitian with years of experience in women's gut health symptoms and improving their own gut health. Gut Personal is female-founded, funded and staffed, and I am just obsessed with their products. You've probably heard me speak about them before, but in case you haven't, we highly recommend that everyone starts their gut journey with them by taking the quick quiz that you can find over on gutpersonal.com, which they've created to help you better understand your gut health symptoms. The quiz will then email you product recommendations that are personalized to support your healing and optimizing your gut health. Also, all of their products are FDA tested and approved. It is a win-win. So if you are new here and you have not tried Gut Personal, head on over to gutpersonal.com backslash, but what if you did to get a sweet discount. And on that, let's get to today's conversation with me. Hey friends. Well, it's been a while and uh, today's episode is a little off the cuff. So I really have just been feeling pulled to sit down and record and to fill you guys in on what's been going on. And this is probably the first time ever that I haven't sat down and outlined my thoughts and put some kind of a linear format to the episode. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Life has been pretty messy lately, which is apparent by my lack of podcast episodes. But that's what I love so much about this community is that you guys get it. Like I'm in the middle of a messy transition season too, and it's been ebbing and flowing for quite some time. But we celebrate the messy middle together. And it's just like this really cool thing. And I've been getting so many messages lately for people that are like, you really just normalize what I'm going through and you do it in this really authentic way. And that means so much to me because my goal is that on every episode, I show up in a way that makes you feel seen, heard and supported, but also helps you to see that you're truly not alone because living in the messy middle is just something we're all kind of subjected to. So for those of you that have been here for a while, I know you've probably heard me share my story a million times, but if we go back to the early days of 2020, which I know is always everyone's favorite point in history to really relive what they were going through at that point in time, but uh, that was when I was furloughed from what I considered to be my dream job. And then I realized that it wasn't really my dream job. I was just afraid to walk away from it because it was a job that got me accolades. It was a job that people thought was really cool, that I always kind of got, you know, the pat on the back for like, wow, that's really amazing. And what I didn't really talk about was how toxic the culture was and how run down I was from it and how I had no work-life balance and I couldn't build a relationship around it. I couldn't have a pet around it. 
And Elliot is like the highlight of my life now. And I missed out on having a cat for so many years because of my job. So 2020 rolled around. Things got really messy for a while. I realized that a lot of like the self-growth work that I'd been doing was kind of what was keeping me afloat. So that was why I started the podcast because I just felt like I was answering questions for so many friends that were so similar. And I realized that like there was obviously this need to have these conversations because as a generation, what I saw were so many people struggling with so many similar things, feeling really financially unstable, feeling like they didn't know what to do next, like their you know identity was tied to their career, that they didn't know how to advocate for themselves. So I started this podcast kind of on a whim, not really knowing where I was going to go with it, but really just needing a space and a platform to share what I was learning and hoping that if it helped one person, like it was probably worth it to me at that point. It gave me something to do during the pandemic. It gave me something to be excited about and a I learned a whole bunch about social media and marketing, but it was always messy. And, you know, it was probably, it was later in the fall. I want to say it was like October, November that I joined this entry-level mastermind and I felt like everybody else in it was like, oh, this is what I want my business to be. And I'm over here as a podcaster being like, oh, well, there's probably a way to monetize a podcast, but that's not really going to be my business. But what do I want my business to be? And at that point, I was really drawn to this idea of becoming a life coach, but I didn't have the finances to do it. And I felt like the stuff I wanted to invest in were things that honestly, in the grand scheme of things, probably didn't matter, like putting up my website. But to me, that felt really important. And filing my LLC came along. Well, this was several months after that, but there were just things that to me felt like I needed to do them that to anybody else navigating the entry level entrepreneur landscape, I guess you could say, would not have felt them necessary. At that point, I pushed becoming a life coach to the back burner because it just didn't feel like the right time. And I couldn't find a program that felt totally aligned. And I was sitting here reading all these programs on the International Coaching Federation's website and not really being able to like put my finger on the one that felt best to me. They were just options. I was taking notes on them. And then I listened to a podcast and I realized that I needed a life coach myself, but I didn't really know what it was like to work with a life coach. At that point, I hadn't worked with a coach before, but I felt really called to this one person that I heard on this other person's podcast. All that to say, a lot of this has not come easy, and I don't think I ever make it necessarily sound easy on the podcast. I try my best to share the vulnerable middle, the messies, ups and downs, and but a lot of it has been messy, like, and it still is messy. So get to the end of 2020, it was probably around Thanksgiving at that point when I ended up going back to work. That was after I had moved my entire life into a storage container and I flew back across the country to my parents' house. And then two days later, they wanted me back at work. And then I had to figure out how to move into an apartment again, but I didn't have my roommate anymore because she had to move on because I was gone for so long. And this was the first time in my adult life. And I mean, now I'm in my thirties, right? That I ever had to have my parents co-sign for an apartment. And it just felt like the bottom, 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 lowest of my lows. And then I went back to work and I met my partner who it's now been a year and a half. And I have no doubt that he's who I meant to spend my life with. And it, it was this really great thing that came from this really tough time on this really hard project. 
Um, from there, I didn't know what I was moving on to. I switched jobs within my company, went over to this other project where I felt totally in over my head for the first like couple of months, then kind of started to find my own my own spot in the the project team, just filling gaps that other people weren't filling. And I ended up getting promoted to a leadership position, something that I had been trying to get to for years and um, really finally was able to make an impact on other people in the way that I had always hoped that I would be able to. A lot of it just kind of started to come full circle for me, you know? So I know a lot of this is just rambling, but I think it's important to hear the ups and the downs and what I've kind of taken away from it. And there's just messy middles are messy middles and there's no easy way around that. And there's a lot that you don't see on social media. There's a lot that you don't hear on the podcast. I try to give you guys life updates when I can. I try to send out newsletters to those of you that get my emails. Um, they get a little bit more of the raw vulnerable breakdown of what's coming and what's not. Um, and just where I'm at really with life, but man, sometimes you don't see it all, right? And there's so much going on behind the scenes that you don't even realize the person that you're watching is going through. Even when you know that that person shows up as raw and vulnerably as they can, because at the end of the day, when you're sitting in the mess, it it can be really hard to talk about it. So several months went by and I helped several of my friends figure out how to leave the company because they just weren't, they weren't happy. They're, you know, the politics were running thick and heavy and the atmosphere was toxic. And a a lot of us knew that it wasn't the right place for us to stay long-term, but it was also really hard to walk away. But slowly they all started to leave. And then it was just me. And I, you know, I kept telling myself like, oh, I'm just going to stay until my coaching business is profitable because, oh, by the way, circling back to the whole life coach thing, starting in February of this year, I decided to finally pursue the life coaching certification and it was really exciting, but I knew it would take six months to get to the end. And so I had every intention of bringing you along for the drive, but at the same time was opening the biggest project of my career and uh, there was a lot going on and it wasn't easy to share all of that, managing that in the podcast. And the podcast honestly had to take a back burner for a while. And it really has for the last several months. Most of you know, I've only been putting out an episode here or there, but I will tell you, I have a lot of conversations scheduled coming up that I'm really excited for. And I don't know that we'll be back weekly just yet because every time I think we're going to come back weekly, that's just not what happens. But there's a lot coming and I'm really, really, really excited about it. So anyways, my partner left the company a few months ago and just seeing how his life has been so much transformed in the last several months, just working from home and being appreciated and being paid what he's worth. And man, like that's really freaking cool. And seeing so many other friends going through similar experiences. And then I find myself in the car driving home a few weeks ago and I realized like, well, a few weeks ago, this is probably like two months ago at this point, because this has been a journey and a half itself. But I realized like, I have all these tools. I know how to help other people do this. So why haven't I helped myself do this? Why have I talked myself into believing that I should just wait and see what happens because it's too much work to go find another job or to find one that I like. And, you know, I started questioning myself, like, is it that I'm scared or comfortable or 
I, I don't know. Like, what is it specifically? Is it that I don't know what I want? And then I realized that that's not it because I do know exactly what I want. I want a job that treats their employees well, that puts culture and people first. I want a job that has either unlimited paid time off or very flexible schedule. I would prefer it to be full remote, but it didn't have to be per se for the right company. But I knew a lot of those things. And so then I realized that I actually had a list of companies that I wouldn't mind working for that I had heard on other podcasts. And I started to go and look at their job boards. And then I started interviewing with one of the companies and it felt so aligned and such a good fit. And I met so many amazing women from the company and I was so on board with it. And then the recession started to sneak its way in. And next thing I know, they're being told that they have to put hiring on a freeze for a while because that's what their investors preferred. And as a startup, like totally get it. <laughs> Living in the business world, that is a that is a thing that happens and it's a thing that will happen. And they did the right thing by not bringing on too many people leading into a really uncertain time. So that was cool, but also really disappointing and disheartening when it felt like I was so, so close to the end. And yet it just fell through at the last minute. And I definitely was a little butthurt by it for a little bit, right? I had my kind of just sad moping around days and my anxiety was high and it felt like this was never going to work out. And then a couple of weeks later, I was like, you know what? There are other companies still on this list and I, I, I could go post there. Sure enough, a job posting had just gone up a few days ago. That was actually something that was, well, I don't really have the technical skills for this, but I have a lot of other transferable skills. I like doing process and efficiency things and working with people. And that felt like what one of these roles was looking for. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just post for it. Prior to this, I felt like every time I went to post, I was trying to perfect my resume and make sure it had all the keywords in it and you know, rewriting my cover letter and all of the things that they tell you to do. And I haven't used LinkedIn in years because I haven't really needed it because I've worked in the same company for years and I've not been trying to really build or expand my career outside of there. So having a LinkedIn didn't feel super important. And then this previous company, the one that had to put hiring on hold, that every single person's like, oh, I want to stay connected with you on LinkedIn. And I'm like, mm, sorry, I don't have LinkedIn. Guess at this point, people just kind of expect that you do. But then I didn't have the time or the energy or the mental capacity to go try to put up my LinkedIn just to have one. And it didn't feel right to me. So I just kind of said like, oh, you know, well, lol, it's 2022. So let's just stay connected via email because that's what you do nowadays, right? And then, so I posted for this other job and didn't hear anything for a couple weeks, which for a lot of the job postings I'd been posting for, like I was hearing stuff within like 24 hours to 48 hours. So I just figured, oh, probably not a right fit. And then it was a Monday morning and I get a call from a number in our area code that I didn't know, but we all get a million spam calls nowadays. So who answers a call from someone that they don't actually know the number of? And it was a recruiter from the company saying that they wanted to set up time. But I missed the call because I was in a place where I couldn't really take a call. And it was a number that I didn't know. So as a true good millennial would do, I just didn't answer it. And then they texted me and said that they wanted to set up time. And before the end of the day, the VP of the department reached out and they just wanted to talk to me personally. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I talked to him later that day. And then he's like, oh, well, I want you to meet my boss because I think you have a lot of skills that would be valuable to the company. And I'm just... 
at this point in my career, not used to hearing those things. I'm used to being strung along and being low paid and yeah, just not really believing in my own capabilities. And then he says he wants me to meet his boss. And well, long story short, a few days later, I had a job offer that was very substantial and involved making a very big decision very quickly. With that, I decided to turn in my notice. And man, the waves of anxiety that have come with that have been really hard. You know, having conversations with my parents, like one of the first things my mom said was, man, that must be scary to leave the company you've worked for for 15 years. And to their generation, like, that's just wild because they all worked for the same companies for their whole lives. And here we are making these big changes in the middle of uncertain times, in the middle of recessions. But that's what millennials have to do. That's what we're up against. That's the card, you know, that we were dealt. That was really interesting to me. And then it it's been, it was hard to turn in my notice because there's so many people that I care about at that other job, but also realizing and feeling really empowered by the fact that like I put myself first and did something for me. I was talking to one of our upcoming podcast guests today and, you know, I was saying how like for weeks, all I've wanted to do on my weekends is sleep because I'm just so exhausted all the time. And it's not even that I'm exhausted. I just don't have the mental capacity or the brain power to care. I guess that it's the burnout thing. It's the overwhelmed and burnout and just sleep is my way of coping with that. Then after I accepted this new job, I had a couple of days where I was like super jazzed about it, really excited, like felt really good, turned in my notice, like feeling on top of the world. And then I had a couple of days where I was just so sad. It's closing that chapter in my life feels like such a big thing. And I spent like crying in bed because it just, that was what I needed to do was I just needed to like physically release the emotions and trying to give myself permission that's normal. And you're going through this big change and it's, it is scary. And sitting here questioning myself, like, can I actually do this new job in this new industry that I know absolutely nothing about? where these people believe that I'm really capable, but am I actually capable or do they just believe that because I sold myself really well in the interview and realizing that like that's the imposter syndrome sneaking in and these are really things that everyone goes through. These are normal. These are not, I'm broken. There's not something's wrong with me. They're just normal, but they don't make it any easier. It like It's not any easier knowing that they're normal. They're just there. So yeah, and then this past weekend, so I've been taking some extra days off in preparation for this big change, and I realized that all of a sudden, I'm way more motivated to do things in my business that I really haven't been able to do in a while, and I realized that how much I hated my corporate job and how stagnant I felt there and how held back I felt there, like I was reflecting that back into my personal life, into the things that are meaningful to me and that I do like doing. And I couldn't move forward in those because I couldn't move forward in my corporate life. And it's just, it's all so tied together. And I think sometimes we don't, we don't realize that because it's really hard to see it when you're in it. Um, and I can be really good about reflecting these things back to myself, but a lot of the reason that I'm recording an episode like this is I want to record it in live time so that you guys hear what I'm going through. I think we all need to be reminded that we all have these messy middle seasons and it's not easy and it's hard and there's a lot of emotions and that's normal. Uh, But at the end of the day, we become stronger, braver, 
more courageous people from having lived those moments and having taken the time to reflect them back to ourselves and to have grown from them. And I'm truly excited for this next phase. And I'm really grateful that you guys are all here and yeah, to have been able to have some of these conversations with you over DMs on Instagram, which if we're not connected over there, we should be because that's like my favorite place to hang out right now. And trying to become more active over there again. So it's just, it's good. And I'm excited and I'm, I'm glad you guys are along for the journey. This next season is going to be different and I hope better and more exciting. As I start to take on coaching clients, it's just, it's been two years coming. They say entrepreneurial journeys don't happen overnight. And it is totally true. Coming up next week on the podcast, Sam will be back and we're going to be talking about some of the lessons that she's learned since stepping into a new role with a new company. And I think it's going to really vibe with you and a lot about the new generation of work coming your way. It's going to be good. It's, it's going to be so good. So I mentally reflected back (laughs) so much of the last few months for myself, but grateful is really the word that comes to mind. And on that note, I hope you guys all have the most wonderful week. I will talk to you all real soon. Thank you so much for coming to hang today. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to what podcasts you listen to, and I'm so grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with me. If today's conversation helped you in any way, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts from. And if you believe the podcast conversation could help someone else in your life, I would love for you to share it with them. The simple act of sharing these episodes with people you love really, truly means the world to me. Until next time, friends, I'm Allison, and this has been But What If You Did.